Our reading this morning is taken from Acts chapter 5, reading from verses 17 to 41. And if you'd like to follow in the church Bibles, you'll find it on page 1097, 1097, and hopefully also on the screen. Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sanhedrin, of the Sadducees, I'm sorry, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priests and priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. You have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theudas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census, and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you 
leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you uh, for your word. We pray now that as we, uh, as we think about it, as we reflect on it, Lord, that your spirit would guide our hearts and help us to see uh, the truth that you want to bring uh, from your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. Um, so last week, St. John's began its sermon uh, series on speak, uh, speaking and growing in our witness. And Eddie uh, reminded us that the first and most pressing duty of the church is to cause men and women to hear the gospel. So what a challenging message this is for us in the UK in 2022, that for people to hear and to respond to the gospel, we actually have to speak it out. We ourselves as believers actually have to communicate and tell others about our hope in Jesus. Well, in today's reading, we're told that filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the apostles followed God's calling, and they did just that. They went to the place he'd instructed them to go, the temple, and told everyone they could about their new life in Jesus. Why was it, do you think, God instructed the apostles to go to the temple? Probably because it was the most conspicuous place in Jerusalem. It was the very opposite to hiding. They had broken free from the jail and they went straight to the temple uh, to preach and to teach. This passage is both a challenge to us, but also an encouragement. So the challenge uh, is obvious. We're not supposed to hide uh, what we believe. We're not supposed to hide our light under a bushel, as the as scriptures say. We're to be obedient to God, obedient to his call, and above uh, what people might say about us as well. We're to go and share his gospel wherever and to whoever he instructs us. So if we can have the next slide, please. So Katie and I work for a mission agency called the Church Mission Society, and their primary aim over the last 223 years has been to do just this. It has a remarkable history of bringing the gospel to every corner of the globe, and in the process, seeing lives, communities, and even society change for the better. If we can go to the next slide, please. So at Name of Crafts, our calling is to bring God's message of hope and restoration to those on the very margins of society in Tanzania, to those 
who can't hear or have been prevented by a physical disability uh, to engage in society in a normal way. We see no difference between their need to know God's gospel of love and grace as anyone else. But as well as preaching and teaching God's word amongst our participants, the project also demonstrates the power of the gospel through providing livelihoods, training, and hope for people with disabilities. And this has been mine and Katie's uh, calling now for 11 years. But the challenge to us all from this passage is not so much where and to whom, but to go and do it, to speak about the new life we found in Jesus. As well as there being a great challenge in today's reading, um, I'd now like to share with you three encouragements to us all uh, from our scripture today. So if you can move to the next slide, please. So the first encouragement is God can make a way through. Now, as we heard Roger uh, share with us, the apostles have been thrown into jail, basically uh, for their ministry being too popular. They were uh, gathering crowds uh, for healing and to hear their wonderful message of hope that they were sharing. Um, And the religious leaders of the time, uh, the high priest and his associates, they got jealous. And so they threw them into jail. But verse 19 says, But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. Now, it's mine and Katie's experience that when God wants us to do something, he makes a way. And it's usually when there doesn't seem to be an an obvious way forward. So as we've heard, when the pandemic hit and the world went into lockdown, the name of Project was left high and dry. First, we had to shut for 11 weeks. And then when we reopened, of course, there were no tourists or visitors because a lot of people had, a lot of our visitors had left the country and no one could move around. So from March two years ago, the new normal for us uh, at the centre was to see perhaps one visitor to our shop in Oringa and a couple of people in our cafe each day. So we can go to the next slide. Okay, this is William again in our cafe. So we found it really, really difficult. And, and obviously we had... Uh, we felt the, the, the burden of having to support and sustain um, the hundred or so artisans working at the project. So we'd realised some years, uh, for some years just how vulnerable we were to having just our base in Oringa. But we tried every single way we could uh, to open up other outlets, uh, other, other centres around the country. But no matter what we tried, it seemed like uh, we were blocked along the way. Now COVID had hit, we really didn't have a way forward. We were, we were just in Oringa, we didn't have any other outlets. Um, but I remember uh, one night uh, we were calling uh, one of our family members back in the UK and he said he had a vision for us, um, which was of a motorway tailback. So if we can go to the next slide. This is a, a typical scene uh, from Dar es Salaam, the capital, uh, the commercial capital in Tanzania. Um, lots and lots of tailbacks, lots of uh, traffic jams. And uh, it's not a very inspiring uh, vision, but he said uh, there was a sense that we should use the next junction. As you see uh, a problem coming up on the motorway here, 
you try and look out for a new, ju- a new junction to come off on and a new route, and you might reroute your sat-nav. So after a lot of prayer, this picture actually gave us, seemed to give us the permission uh, to attempt what seemed previously impossible. Even though it could have actually cost us uh, our, our roles and, and actually our, our visas in Tanzania, we decided to set up uh, a new NGO um, in, uh, in, in Iringa. Having taken this step of faith, God's favour in making a way really has been remarkable. So if we can go to the next slide. First of all, uh, there was a significant donor uh, that came along and, and helped us to set up uh, our new outlets in Dar es Salaam. Then if we can go to the next slide. Um, this amazing couple, Joe and Chloe Chettelberg, um, just contacted us and said, hey, we're a furniture designer and a marketeer. Do you have any, any use for us? And what they didn't know is we'd just gone into creating furniture. Um, and also, uh, we really, really needed someone to set up a new web shop and really promote uh, the product. So uh, that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. And they're actually keeping uh, overseeing Neymar while we're gone. And if we go to the next slide. God also provided us literally overnight with the partner that we needed. Uh, So we knew that we weren't going to be able to manage uh, what we set up uh, in Dar es Salaam. Uh, And we just just prayed. And then the next day, uh, someone put us in contact uh, with this awesome organization called Sifa uh, Collective. And we work uh, in collaboration with them to run the shop. And they helped to manage it uh, in Dar es Salaam. So I just want to encourage you that when God calls us into his mission... He makes a way. Perhaps you can't see or imagine any possible way to speak out the gospel in your context, in your situation. Perhaps the ways all seem barred. But I would encourage you firstly, pray. Ask God to show you where he's already making a way and step into that in faith. So let's move to the next slide. So encouragement number two. If we just go, sorry, this, yeah, next one. It's in God's strength and not our own. Now when the Sanhedrin finally catch up with the apostles, having misplaced them for a while, it's important to realise just how dicey the apostle situation was. So the Sanhedrin was an assembly of up to 71 learned sages, learned teachers of the law. And they had the power to sentence the apostles to death, as they had done Jesus. Certainly many of them, it seems, would have been very happy to have done this to the apostles. But then they stepped forward, and perhaps it was Peter. They said Peter was, it says Peter was amongst them. Perhaps it was Peter who previously was so scared of the Sanhedrin and he actually denied Christ. Someone stepped forward and gave a simple and faithful gospel message. And we're told, amazingly, uh, this revered pharisaical teacher, Gamaliel, comes to their rescue. Had he been persuaded by their simple uh, gospel account? We don't know. But his words to the court were remarkable. They were both insightful and prophetic. As he says, For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, 
it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You'll only find yourselves fighting against God. Our job in speaking is simply to be faithful to God's word, to the gospel. It's God's work to convince others of its truth. What could have, what could have been a terrible outcome for the apostles became another opportunity for a wider and rather influential audience to hear the gospel. At their most vulnerable, God was most glorified. So the trial of COVID has forced us all, both in the UK, across the world, uh, to turn to God, well, as Christians, to turn to God more uh, for our needs and to remember that without him, we can do nothing. Now, our testimony is that God's used this time of uncertainty to actually widen uh, the reach of our work to more people. Thanks to the new direction that we've taken and that he's given us, we're uh, beginning to make new inroads into supporting the disabled community in new areas. So if we can go uh, forward. So obviously we've continued uh, to support livelihoods of the 100 or so staff at Neymar. But actually, we've also been able to train uh, new, uh, new craftsmen as well. So we've, uh, we have uh, seven new uh, carpenters that we've trained as well. Um, three areas that we want our NGO to focus on in supporting people with disabilities is mobility. It's so important, number one, that people uh, can get around. If you're stuck at home, it's very difficult uh, to take part in the community. And uh, we've actually uh, been able to purchase people uh, more wheelchairs and uh, prosthetics and so on and crutches. The next, the next area is access. So um, uh, access, uh, obviously, through doors and, and building bridges and so on. Um, but we're also helping to provide people with housing. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but last time we were here, I explained that we'd managed to build um, some houses for our staff. Now we've, we've got up to 72 homes uh, now, which we praise God for, um, for, our, for people with disabilities. And actually, because of the new direction, we're able to carry that on, and we're hoping to, to build uh, a few more this year. And we've recently bought more land. We've also been able to connect people to electricity, so we were able to connect last year people to, to the water system, and now uh, each of those homes uh, has an electricity connection as well. And lastly, education. So one of the big challenges for people with disabilities is that maybe their family members don't see that it's worth sending them to school. And, and our message is, no, it's absolutely uh, worthwhile giving them the chance of an education. And this is a girl called Happy, who we were able to send uh, to school in Dar es Salaam. So I hope this passage is an encouragement to you that as you are faithful in speaking out the hope you have, it's God's work to convince others. And God can use us, almost especially in our weakness, to have a great impact. Now I wanted uh, to show you, if there's time, just a little video clip of uh, my, most, my, my closest working colleague, Gemma. And uh, she's someone that really isn't afraid to speak out. Um, and I hope we can see this in the next clip, if this shows. 
So that was Gemma, and she was actually uh, in the hustings uh, to become uh, the Minister for Disability in Tanzania. Um, that was a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, just such an, just such an inspiring uh, lady, and uh, she's actually our accountant uh, for the project. So the third encouragement we, I'd like to take from this passage is joy through the trial. What's noticeable in the story account in Acts is that the apostles don't actually get away scot-free, even though Gamaliel uh, says, let them go. They were still flogged, and they still spent time in jail. At this point, we should really remember all of those Christians in countries where they're not free to practice, uh, practice their faith, where speaking out the gospel could cost them their jobs, their freedom, and even their lives. I know a number of you are praying for people like Pastor Nadakani in Iran, who's currently imprisoned for being a pastor. And let's continue to pray for him and for many others like him who are being persecuted uh, because of their faith. We must thank God that we're in a country in which we are free to share the gospel. But as Eddie shared last week, there's still a cost to sharing our hope in Jesus. Even here in the UK, it may cost us things that we hold dear. Our friendships, our comfort, our time. We do have to weigh these things up. But what was the result of the apostles going out and going through these trials? Great rejoicing, we're told. Great joy. They'd paid the cost physically and I'm sure emotionally, but by the Holy Spirit's power, they were filled with joy and new verve to keep going. We're told day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So at Name of Crafts, we don't have to look very far to find people who faced great trials in their lives but nevertheless somehow have had so much joy and verve in their faith. So the lady on the screen, uh, if we can stay on that one, the lady on the screen right now um, is, uh, is a lady called Sophia. She actually heads up our tailoring department uh, at, uh, at Neymar Crafts. And uh, because of her condition, she finds walking very, very difficult. And that she has various other complications. She lives alone and um, she hasn't been able to have children which in Tanzanian culture is a very, very big thing. But despite this, every day she blesses the name of workshop with her singing and her praising God. And she's so faithful in prayer for us all as well. If we can go to the next slide. For many at the centre, their background stories are sadly ones of abuse and neglect. But through the name of family, there's healing, grace and hope. So here's Rehema. She's one of our deaf tailors. Growing up in the village, Rehema had a horrendous start to life, which left her emotionally and physically scarred. It's been a long and painful journey for Rehema, but little by little, we're seeing God's grace starting to bear fruit in her life. And actually recently, she, uh, she was uh, courageous enough to set up her own netball team, so we can go to the next slide. So this is uh, the NEMA Women's Deaf Netball Team. Uh, and uh, they've been challenging various other teams uh, around Oringa. 
So this is one story amongst many where the truth of God's grace, or neymar, neymar means grace in Kiswahili, slowly bringing healing and restoration. If we can go to the next slide. I'm happy to say that the Neymar Crafts deaf football team is still going strong too. So like I shared last time, uh, our deaf team go into rural communities and they use football as a means to share their testimony and encourage the villages that people with disabilities shouldn't be forgotten and they shouldn't be left out. So to wrap up, I hope we're all feeling challenged and encouraged in equal measure. If we can go to the next slide. Challenged to obey God's calling. Challenged to, to obey God, to, call, uh, to, to speak out the gospel. But also encouraged that God can make a way for us to talk to others. That he can use us in our weakness to his glory. And that as we share, his spirit will fill us with deep joy and motivation to keep going. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the example of the apostles we have here. Thank you for the price they paid for being faithful to your gospel. We ask for your spirit to show us where you're making a way for us to share and help us to be faithful in hearing your calling. In Jesus' name, amen.